Hey guys, welcome back to Big Cats. Bunch of idiots talking. This is hi, uh, or should I say, hola, me llamo Kevin. Are we doing that? Okay. Nunjong Golibejo Alan. Wow. Okay. Uh, our friend Alan here has been learning a lot of Hmong recently. Uh, I mean, either I have to keep up, or you guys gotta keep up speaking Spanish with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything I learned from Spanish is from Dora the Explorer. So. <laughs> Uh, or yeah. Spanish one or two in, in, in high school, which I, God forbid, I, I even remember any of that stuff. Um, regardless, what's up with you, man? Uh, not much, but have you seen the news? What news? Um, so, I don't know if you guys know about this, but recently there's been um, a challenge going on. Well, not recently. It's been going on. It's called the One Chip Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that challenge, yep. I know you are really used to that. Or... Yeah. <laughs> So out out of our old friend group, um, out out of Alan and I, Kevin, or out of our friend group, um, I'm the only one who's ever done the one chip challenge. And God, it's so miserable. You don't want to do it. You think it's, you really think it's gonna be fine? And that like, you know, why would someone like, especially the FDA, you know, release such a you know atrocious thing into the uh, ether, right? And uh, it still passes all the regulations. However, um. Man, the pain you feel—it's—it's it's indescribable. It's like stinging. It's like someone like it's like a bee went to your throat and just like stung you, and then like stayed there for like a good thirty to forty minutes. And I, and that, that's not the worst. No, okay, that's not the worst part. The worst part is that after that you have like massive like, um, or you might experience like nausea. You might experience like throwing up and like a lot of diarrhea. For me, yeah, I, I experienced a lot of diarrhea and throwing up and nausea, like everything, and like I had to like sleep it off. Um, and so like I, at one point, I remember throwing up like gray stuff. I threw up gray stuff. I don't know. I think it was because the chip was like kind of dark. Um, I'll, I'll show a video. We'll post a video here um, in a bit. But um, in there, like I'm like, uh, what you're supposed to do when you take the chip is that you're supposed to wait like five minutes. Well. We read the rules wrong, but you're supposed to wait like ten minutes. New rules, right? I, I like, thought the challenge was how last, how long can you last without yeah. taking a sip of water? Yep, yeah, without taking a sip of water or milk, you could you have to bite the chip, and then after that, um, it says that you must wait at least five, ten minutes, fifteen. Depends on how what kind of score you want to get. There's like different ranks. Oh, there's a yeah, yeah, and so like if you get like the largest rank, it's like something like crazy. I forget what it is, but um. I went for like the most easiest one, <laughs> but even then I didn't even read the instructions correctly. You're supposed to wait 10 minutes instead of five, but regardless, five minutes was already enough for me to like bail out, eat like a whole, like, um, what's those smaller cartons of like ice cream, a quart. Yeah. Something so like that. how big is the chip? The chip is humongous. It's like, um, you ever seen Doritos jacked? Yeah. It's like that, but like bigger. It's like this, like my, imagine my, my hand right here, like where that triangle is. Yeah. That's how big it is. So you ate the whole chip, or you took one bite? Um, I I took like what well, for me, even though I have a big mouth, like, <laughs> um, I, I had to like take at least two bites in order to finish it. Um, uh, yeah, and like it doesn't settle in until like probably like five, ten, fifteen seconds later, and it's like, it's it's indescribable how how painful that is. Um, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemies, to be honest. But I mean, my head just. 
Does it have a flavor or is it just like spice? Oh no, it's just spice. No, there is there is no flavor at all. It's it's very plain chip, and then it's just like it's like I, I'm trying to remember what it tastes like. It's just like a a tortilla chip, just like a really thick tortilla chip, and you just bite it, and like you're just wondering where the flavor is. It's, there is no flavor. It's just like yeah, it just feels like a tortilla chip. I don't know how to explain it, but like there is spice on it. I feel the spice, but like beyond that, it's just, it's tasteless. Um, kind of reminds me of like. B Dubs' um, uh, blazing challenge because like that's even that like chicken doesn't even taste like the sauce doesn't even taste that good like I, you're no, just yeah. it, it's just pure flame like um but yeah you were talking about the challenge or I mean the <clears throat> controversy behind that yeah I mean well but right before that um how did you buy this chip is it like uh keep buying anywhere or did you buy online or like there's is there like a strict age limit to this there's actually um. I think there's like a some kind of like agreement on the chip itself when you buy the box. It's made by Paki or Paki, um, P A Q U I, I think. Uh, and like, what do you call it? It's actually really funny when I when I bought it. I went to like a random gas station and because I've always seen my gas stations, and so I went to a random one a holiday and I asked them like, "Hey, do you guys have selling like one chip challenges?" And then they told me, "Oh yeah, we do. It's on our clearance rack." Clarence. I was like, "What?" And it's like, yeah, "We don't have any more, but like, if you find if you find it, it'd be on a Clarence rack." And then they found it for me, and like, there was like two boxes left, and I got one for me and my, and my brother because my brother wanted to try it too. I'm like, okay, so then we got it, and yeah, it, it's like it comes in a in like a crypt box, like it's like a like a coffin, and then you open it, and like there's instructions on there, and then there's like a plastic wrap that it's in, so that you have to be very careful. Um, they say I use gloves because of you. If you don't use gloves and you you somehow you know rub against something on your face or something or especially your eyes, it can be pretty bad. So, yeah, kind of just surprising how spice this is. You could just buy it out just a random gas station. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I had heard heard a little bit about that um, one chip challenge controversy and that like um, someone had died. There was like a, a kid in the United States. Um, I think they were African American and like. They ate it during school. It's like the, and I think it's the newest chip that's out there. I think it comes in a green package. Oh, this, this different version of it. Yeah. So like the the one I ate was like the I think the second year or something that they had did it, and like it was a blue chip. So I think this next year was a green chip. Um, and because of that, like he he ate it, uh, you know, off a of hype, and you know, pure pressure and stuff that probably, but. I, I think it was just like a TikTok trend or something. Right. Right. This is a high schooler, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know. Like we both know, unfortunately, um, he passed away at yep. the hospital. Yeah. Um, you know the they, story? Yeah, uh, I I've seen it in TikTok with okay. my uh, SpongeBob news. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bikini Bottom. If you know, you know. Uh, but yeah, from what the the first guy said was, I, I kind of like I don't remember his name, but we'll put up a picture of the name of mm-hmm. the tragic person who died. Um, but what happened rest was um, yep. rest in peace. Um, he did the challenge. Um. People are saying that he did it for like a TikTok challenge or like just just a challenge for his friends because you know side schoolers who, who doesn't want to do you know fun activities. Mm-hmm. Um, he went home. Uh, his mom said he got better, but then passed out, and then took him to the ER to the well, hospital. I think school school said he had gotten better, and then they sent him home. His mom didn't think so, so then they sent him to the hospital. Um, and and then at the hospital, that's where he um. Um, ceased it to exist. <laughs> um, um, but um, it's when I was doing an autopsy to see like what caused it, like what 
Because you're saying there's a new chip, so they might be like a new chemical, might yeah. be deadly. I, I don't know. Well, and I think the controversy between this whole thing is that like this kid had health conditions prior to this. Oh, he did? Yeah. I, like my family, we rarely have anything health condition wise, but like I think the most is like asthma, but I don't have it. Um, and like I can see why people who do have like pre existing conditions would experience, you know, really bad um, stuff after taking this chip. So, uh, it's really weird, like, and I think what media is trying to say right now is that, like, is this legal? Like, and, like, Pocky says, yes, it is legal. Like, FDA approved all this, and, like, you know, we got it on stores. You know, it wouldn't be there if it wasn't legal. However, um, you do take your own risk when you take this, right? And what they've decided now is that they're taking these chips off of the store shelves because of this um, big, you know, tra or this big tragedy, right? Um, and so I think the question now is to say, are spicy challenges still viable, especially in the United States? What do you think? I mean, the other challenge I know is spice is the world's hottest pepper. I think that that's not even the world's hottest pepper. It's like, it's not natural. It's like man-made. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, think do you know the name of the is pepper? Is it Carolina Reaper? I think that's the name. I feel yeah. like there's even a hotter one. I feel like someone's made another hot one. I forget what it is. But from the last time I heard, it was Carolina Reaper. And like, yeah, you can eat that. But I think what's even hotter than that, what I've heard is that like, what what people will do is that they will get the extract, like um the scoville. I forgot what it is. It's like the um, uh, it's like some kind of dip or something like that. It's like a, I forget what it is, but it's like it's like they're extracting the the juice of the peppers inside of that in, into this liquid and um. So you put like a, a syringe and like put like another pepper. Yeah, kind of. No, it's it's like um, it comes in like depends on what you where you buy it. I forgot what's it, what's it called. Uh, hey Alex, you want you want to check it out for us? What, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Alex is our our sound guy, and he's behind um, the scenes right now. He he usually checks stuff for us. Uh, can you just check out like what is it? What is that like? It's not like sauce. It's like, but basically like you can like pour like Scoville units onto like stuff. It's like, I forgot what's it called. It's like really thick liquid. I don't know. It's no, no. It's. Nah, for just forget it. But regardless, um, I know people will will buy that and then put it into their food. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's do you think it's like gonna? You think hot foods is gonna suffer from this? I mean, I mean, hot food is such a such a weird concept because it, it's really hard to get the perfection of spice. Cause it's it's not a flavor; it's a sensation. Because mm -hmm. you know, like. I'm pretty sure everyone had experience, you know, like putting spice in your food. And everyone made this, I'm pretty sure everyone made a mistake, putting too much spice that it's uneatable. Mm -hmm. So you try, like, you try and find out like that certain point that's like, like the best example I could give is hot Cheetos. Like anyone can eat hot Cheetos. It's, it's spicy, but it's still like, you can still eat it. You can eat a whole bag. Oh, I know some people who, who can't eat hot Cheetos apparently. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, But like... I think there's there's truth to that, right? The truth is that like basically, where does it become unedible, right? And like I, I think for me especially, I like spice when it has meaning, it has flavor. Um, especially in the Hmong culture, there we always eat our foods with uh, hot pepper, Hmong pepper. Hmong pepper, Hmong yeah. pepper is the. If you guys have not tried Hmong pepper, I'm telling you, it's the best spice. It's like, it's so hot. Best way I can describe it, it's so spicy, but yet so 
delightable to eat. Yeah, it's, it makes it's, everything enhance. It just enhances the food so yeah. much. It, like if you're ever gonna eat mung food, you have to have mung pepper because then it completes the dish, you know. And especially, it's about the idea that like you're gonna dip this um this protein, could be like some mung sausage or it could be like uh, beef or whatever it is uh, or pork. Like you dip it into the sauce and then you eat it with rice. Um, yeah, it's it's so um I guess like it's not like. I guess sometimes people can make it spicy, but like for me, like I, I just like it when it's like just spicy enough where I can like deal with it, but also um, adds flavor to the dish. Yeah. And then, I mean, that wasn't the only news that happened this week. <clears throat> What's up? I mean, um, have you heard about Izu? Uh, I think you were telling me about this. Yeah. So Izu is a it's a rave festival that happens in New York City. It's called the official name is Electrical Zoo, but we just call it Izu to make it simple. So it was like last week. So, uh, it's supposed this is to be... a, a, a. Did you say it was a race festival? festival? Yep, a race yeah. festival. It was on a Sunday. Well, okay. technically yes, on a Sunday, but it's a three-day event: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it because one one of my favorite uh, TikTok creator is a rave, so she, she was you know she always updates us. What's her name? We'll pull it up right now. Okay, yeah. We'll pull it up later. I can't think of it right now. But um, so what happened was three hours right before um, opening, um, they sent a massive email, massive like Instagram um, notification saying it's canceled. Three hours before it's supposed to be open. Right. So everyone for Friday had to get, you know, like refunds or it could like move to like next day, which sucks because like, I don't know about you guys, like... Um, a lot like a lot of big festivals such like Lost Land, EDC, um, Escape, etc. Uh, people go from all the way from the United States to go to another state, book Airbnb, buy tickets, buy hotels, food, transportation, and just to maybe just be there just for that one day. And just to get a notification three hours right before the festival is supposed to open, it's just yeah. sadder. It's it's super unprofessional and like super unfair. Um, it, yeah, I mean, do you know why it was canceled? So there was a lot of reason. Um, luckily, there was a guy who was working constructions, um, selling videos, pictures. The stage was not built. Was not the main stage was not finished. Why? <laughs> they like to okay. So they like to say Izu said. That they were having um, technical uh, difficulties getting uh, permits from the city, and it was a supply and chains um, backlash, back order due to COVID. Oh, which doesn't make sense to me. Mm. I can understand the, the permits, but like back orders due to COVID, because I mean COVID still exists, believe it or not. I mean, but like, but even then, like. I'm sure this event has been like months prior, right? Why is it? Why are they only backordering now? Like, oh, also, um, another thing, um, Izu has been known, um, not to pay the renters. Oh, okay. And artists. Okay. Until nine months after the event. Wow. So are we even surprised at this point? Not really, because um, I remember reading this. Um, not from the Bikini Bottom, but from someone else. Okay. The uh, library source that um, Izu, um, all the artists that was performing Izu that past weekend, 
demanding the money up front. Wow. Yeah, as as they should. Yeah. Because imagine playing for someone and then not getting paid nine months later. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's really shitty. I think um, if you're an event planner, you should probably pay your talents immediately, if not like like the day after. Um, if you can, I I know sometimes, especially with like acting, um, some of us don't get paid until like later. Especially if you're into like film or like commercial, you don't get paid until like maybe like a month or so later. And it's it can be a struggle for artists to get money. What about um, if you don't commercial, is it a one time payment or don't you get like payments for each like residuals? Time? Yeah. Um, it depends on the commercial and the contract that you're doing. Uh, more likely than not, um, they'll just pay you out one time because, uh, as we know right now, especially with like the writer strike and the actor strike, um, big dollar companies like Warner Bros and Netflix and all these other things like they they like to you know be stingy with their money and they don't treat artists as you know as a super viable career choice um and it's it's frustrating it's it's also demeaning too because it's like you know some people devote their whole lives to this and yet they, they're paid like scraps and they have to fight for scraps with other artists who they you know love and like endear in a community you know because i believe it or not like a lot of artists um just like with dj artists like actors you know they build a community and they all support each other and they're all trying to fight for the the idea that like you know we all have enough bread to eat you know there's enough money for all of us and these big dollar companies are you know stopping us from doing so and it reminds me of the easier situation kind of remind me of uh fireflies what do you mean what what, what was the festival called is it wasn't it called fire firefighters something like fireflies yeah not the big disaster that happened like they made a hulu and uh netflix documentary about it oh you mean like are you talking about like fireflies like the tv show no no it was supposed to be a festival oh festival okay all right tell me about it uh it's pretty much um i think it's still up on netflix if it is we will put it up right here good. uh it's a really good documentary it's it's pretty much a blueprint uh, a blueprint of what not to do a blueprint of what not to do like in terms of like event creating Yes. Okay. It was supposed to be a, uh, like a, not like very, but just a festival, like a hip hop festival, EDM festival. Oh, okay. And um, pretty much it planned it out and um, doing pre-sale tickets, you know, buying, buy this combo, you buy like a little condo and all stuff. Oh. And, and this year, like it was like from $300 all the way to like, I think it was like, most was like 20K. Or like a, a like a little like condo where you can sit with your friends. Or? Oh, uh, the twenty k was like a whole house or like oh. some some shit like that, like big ass like like a big tent, a canopy. No, not like tent, like oh, a, like a wait, like wait, a wait, house. wait. They're buying a house for an event. Yeah. Why are they buying a house for an event? Like, to know, stay in. It's rich people money. Oh, okay. They have a bunch of like fuck you money. Okay, interesting. Well, um, I just I, I guess I have like one question. Like, when was this? Oh, this was like, I want to say 2018. 18. Uh, I'll do I'll do some. I'll check my Bikini Bottom News too. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds good. While he checks his Bikini Bottom News, uh, we're going to go on a break right here and we'll be right back. Thanks, folks. Okay, guys. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> we found out some good news. Okay. <laughs> good and bad news, depending yes. how you uh, view this, read this. So it's actually called Fire Festival and it happened in 2017, not 18. Okay. 
and it was uh, approximately around April and, and May. That's when it happened. Uh, and we found out some news too, like um, apparently rapper Ja Rule, I mean, you know, for my old heads out there, rapper Ja Rule was involved with this and this this fraud. Um, tell us more about it. So pretty much um, the rapper and this other guy, I forgot his name. We go, we'll, we'll put, put up a picture right here. Yeah. Um, they had like this whole promotion of um, doing the bi the biggest festival going on. And they had like, um, they did this promotion video, which was amazing. And a lot of people said that should have been the festival. Which was, uh, they had a, they went to an island, which was on previously on um, by one of the cartel leaders, um, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, Pablo oh Escobar. shit, <laughs> they, they went to <laughs> that guess. island and did a promotion video, and it was supposed to happen in that location. No way. Yep, and they had models. They were driving, you know, having a good time, and oh, the video was amazing. But that that was the ideal was supposed to be okay, and then sooner later, sooner. Um, they released a video and the video it talked about Pablo Escobar how like this festival is going to happen on this island uh, but due, due to the fact that they put the name of Pablo Escobar on the video uh, they lost the island oh so they they, they lost the whole island yeah because they got there's, a, there's another guy who owns the island uh -huh. he said yeah you can have the festival here you know I don't mind the only thing the only thing I would like is do not mention that man Oh, okay. okay. And he did. Wow. Okay. Because they they lost the land. They lost the island. What a big fuck up. That's crazy. <laughs> and due to that, they had to go to some different location. Okay. And it was just horrible. The, the location, it was just and no, and the Netflix um documentary, it shows everything, even like the like what was going on back. Just it was just bad. How long is this Netflix series? I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes oh it's it's a whole movie okay interesting man this it just makes me think like you know what the bad event planning and like with the amount of times we've been to like raves and stuff like that in this past year let alone we, we've noticed that there there are very specific things you need for like oh i guess in the context of the raves we're, we know what what's a good rave and we know what's a bad rave right um yeah from experience yes from experience recently we went to a bad rave I don't think we're gonna mention who it is, but we just know that like we should have. I a I don't think we should have ever been there. I, I mean personally, I feel like we should have never been there. But like B, it, it was a new experience. You know, it was a it was at a smaller venue. Not gonna name what venue, but uh, and it was on a smaller stage. But it, it was it, way smaller than I expected to be. Yeah, and, and like we we got there, and as soon as we got there. We realized that wow, there's like no one really here. It's like at it's at starting time too. I mean, we just wanted to come no, early because like this, what? we were always dressed. We were way oh yeah yeah yeah. So um, I don't know about you guys. Um, me and Cam, we we're like, really we're, we're big rave heads. Yeah, to the point that I'm really into the culture. That I'm way into the fashion of jerseys, of tank top, bananas glass like, it's just the yeah. whole the this whole guy time. goes all out he makes like candy he makes like bracelets and like uh, i don't I don't know what do you call those, those big things um oh pearl candies yeah pearl candies yeah but, and he makes them light in the dark it's crazy but have you seen like um we, we could put some pictures of like some famous um, um yeah tiktok yeah like just just trust me the rave culture the fashion i love it it's amazing it's great no, there's amazing. no judgment too like that's what i love especially yeah but yeah uh we went all out just because i thought it was gonna be another rave just to turn out no one else was dressed like this 
Yeah, yeah. Like we were overly dressed as ravers, like um who were indeed like in love with this like, you know, this hobby and stuff like that. But uh what do you call it? Yeah, a bunch of normies there. <laughs> That's what we like to call them. But like people who are just like, you know, just casuals, like you, you wanting just to see what this is about. But at the same time, like um it's not to say like we we're not we're shunning them or anything like that. It's just like Whenever we go to the raves around in like especially Minnesota, like there's always like you know we catch a few people who are like actually actual ravers and like you know love the culture and like who are wearing dope outfits and we you know we appreciate it, but it, we stood out like a sore thumb in there. We were like we were we were a bunch of, we were like a bunch of like light up stuff too. It, it was like the bad attention I want from people. Yeah, <laughs> people were like whoa. <laughs> um, I, I got better towards the end night, but like what I wanted to talk about is that like when we got there, the speakers weren't even working. They didn't even start on time. We were we came late too. Mm -hmm. the The rent was supposed to um, start. Let's just say at eight for now. It's supposed yeah. to start at eight. We came like an hour late, mm -hmm. and like you said, it wasn't set up. The studio wasn't working. The sound wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I didn't even see the DJ. Oh, even the bar. At the bar, they weren't even accepting card because the, the freaking cashier machine wasn't even working correctly. So they were only accepting cash. And it, I don't know. It was just so much or unorganization. I, it killed my mood so, so hard. Everyone, it, we were literally just sitting on sofas that they had nearby because it was just that boring. Um, and, and like the, when, they, when they did decide to play the music, it was like as if you were listening, listening to the music from like a, a computer monitor. A high school computer monitor. Yeah, that, that's how low it was. Yep, and so like, and so this DJ was just going super hard. Uh, one of the openers was going super hard, and we're just like trying to vibe with them, but we're like, this is not it. Um, yeah, hence the importance of like sound at a at a at a rave that makes it so good. Like, if your sound isn't working or it isn't like at least up to par with you know being bumping, then like, I don't know if you're gonna get a crowd up. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I like uh, some of these DJs were playing one of the most famous songs, um, Laser Beams. Mm -hmm. And turns out you need lasers to play Laser Beams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you need lasers, but it would be nice to have visuals. And some of these like openers did not have visuals, which is like fine. I mean, they're like lower artists and so like that. But like there's there's an idea, too, that if you're, I don't know, if you're openers before you have had trouble you know you know building up this like momentum then like you're gonna also have trouble building up this momentum so like when it got to like the main headliner it was just all downhill from there i think for me yeah that point i wasn't really expecting much and then have their venue fuck them over like that like it's crazy it makes them it makes me not appreciate the artists yeah i want to be there for the artists so mm -hmm. but if everyone else like the whole surrounding the whole environment that's it's not building them up yeah it doesn't give me hope for them, exactly. which isn't fair. Right. And that's why we're saying, like, at Good Rays, there's good, it's good volume of music. It's also, um, they have good, like, visuals. Because at, at Raves, you need visuals, sadly as it is. Like, having something to look at, especially, like, lasers, if not, like, a screen where, like, there's, like, some kind of, like, um, like uh, I don't know, crazy thing going on. Like, helps to feel the music and, like, vibe really well with others around you. Um and I know that's asking a lot from like smaller artists, but I think the the main headliner at least had some visuals to look at, so which was which I appreciated a lot. I mean, it's also good. I, I know they don't have these um, new DJs they don't have experience, but I mean, one of the person me and Kevin saw was um, one of the most famous was Steve Oki. 
Mm-hmm. And I love his interaction, how he was inter- interacting the whole crowd. Mm-hmm. Not just his cake um, thing, which if you don't know, Steve Yorkey, one of his um, gimmicks is he draws cakes at the audience. Yeah. And this person has the most... He, he should be playing baseball. Just, just the way how precise he is yeah. in hitting these yeah. um, people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will just say, too, that uh, I think it's... What was the idea? What was we trying to get at? It's like, um, you don't need a lot of people. You don't need a lot of like, like things to make a rave that good. But like at the same time, the bare essentials are very needed. And like when you don't get those bare essentials, man, it is, does it suck? Man, does it make you feel like, damn, this is like really bad. Um, and maybe that's just coming from us from like being like high critique, like rave goers. I, I, I think we've been. We've been spoiled, honestly. We haven't. We 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 haven't even realized it, you know. Um, so appreciate the artists that come through and like, you know, show their art and the craft. Yes, if you love raves, go to the small events. Trust me, we have a friend named Andy, mm-hmm. which I believe you've seen seen him before. He he told us that he saw Elimium and Davin when they were just going to the small time raves. Yeah, and they were like. I believe they were like on this at the venue we went to. Like they, they were like like this other stage there too, but it's a smaller stage for sure. And like, you know, a good DJ when you start hearing them spit and like and like uh, you know mix in front of you, like and how they adapt. That's like honestly like to be able to like hone in on your craft and make it sound smooth and like have a set that like that balances well like you you can have a lot of hypeness in your set like a lot of head banging and stuff like that however if you don't have like smooth m- melodic rhythm to it you're gonna like lose your audience because you're gonna tire them out yeah and that's what i experienced at that rave my white select for me is because by the time we reached the main headliner i was already exhausted because it was like they, were, they had gone too hard on me i think also um <clears throat> not to me a stigma but sometimes some of the people you go to the people you riff and the people you meet at a rave will make it or break it for you. Oh, yeah. Because at the beginning of the rave that we went to, um, a lot of them was um, Caucasians. And it was kind of hard just... I feel like we were the only one, like, just vibing, like, being the life of the party, being the mm-hmm. life of the rave. Yeah. Until we met, <laughs> until we met the other group of um, Asians. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I, I, I always have this, like, funny stigma, to, like, to point out is that, like, people of color always know how to have a good time, you know, and, like, always know how to bounce and, like, dance and, like feel the music and like creating like a really thumping atmosphere um especially Hmong folk Hmong folk I feel like for the most part I've always whenever I go to raves in Minnesota like are always like lit as hell if not like I'm trying to get other people lit um no actually Hmong people all the ways I've been to all the Hmong people they express plur yeah yeah um however (laughs) there's this other stigma too that with, with Hmong people like they don't know how to say excuse me (laughs) <laughs> when they go to raves, like uh, I didn't like, know, I didn't know about this this Asian line. Yeah, I know experiences, but that's because you said I'm yeah. always in it. I remember there was like a big post I saw that like um some, some random guy posted it, and he was just like, "Remember, Hmong folk, remember to say excuse me when you're going through a big crowd." And it's just like, yeah, you should. But also at the same time, I've also seen other people like not non Hmong people say, you know, like not say excuse me too. So it's like, you know, I think it happens to everyone. But I think I just think it's funny how someone would pinpoint the Hmong community like that. But you know, if you feel uh, affected by or attacked, maybe do something about it. You know, tell your friends to say excuse me next time. You know what I mean? 
Um, two seconds. <laughs> oh, speaking of Meng Fu, like, uh, did you hear about like the Stay Fair fight? I heard it. I it's I was supposed to go to, uh, supposed to go to the Minnesota State Fair on the last day, mm-hmm. Labor Day. Yeah, which is Mon- yeah. Uh, but I had to pick up a shift at my uh, the restaurant I work at. Um, I can't believe. Okay, okay. Right before that, I can't believe one hundred and seventy six people made a reservation on Labor Day. Oh, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, it's, it's white people. <laughs> I know. I, I know we're getting like one more like uh, upper class, middle class uh, location, but still, one hundred seventy six on Labor Day. Like, I want to take the day off. I mean, they have their day off. I mean, that's that's why they want to go out. Day off. <laughs> if they hear a restaurant's open on Labor Day, they're going. Yeah. Well, well uh, any any holiday, like white people hear that it's it's open, they're going. Um, but yeah, I, I I I know you're talking about the Minnesota State Fair, so I let you take it away because I don't well, know the whole story. I, even I don't even know that much about it. Like uh, I don't, know, Alex, you can look it up. But from what I can see, there's like two different videos. There's like one where he's like, there's like, I for my friends they they told me like I think it was involved with like some Asian Crips or something like that versus like a, a Mexican guy. I think that's what it is. I don't know, but so, like so the opposite of us. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and like. It, it's so funny because in this video, there's like a guy who grabs like a, like, you know, one of those uh, coolers. I think it's a cooler or a chair. I don't I forget. I think it's a cooler though. And he grabs a cooler. And he smashes the guy's head with it. It's freaking crazy. Wait, who? An Asian guy? Or I think it's an Asian guy or, or Mexican guy. I forget. But like he smashes the head with it and he just throws it on the ground. And like the, some lady picks it up after and she just like rolls it away. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one by some other place. But I didn't see that video. I only saw like pictures. Um, but regardless, it, it brings me to the idea that, and also the other stigma with like Hmong people is that like, wherever there's a big gathering, Hmong people will always fight. Um, so not even like at Stafer, but let alone like, um, July 4th where the Hmong Freedom Festival, where they oh, do soccer yes. and stuff like that, like, um, and they have a bunch of ven- vendors there. There's always fights. There's constant fights happening there because of gang affiliation and whatnot. Well, explain to J4 to the audience who don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, during like July Fourth or like you know Independence Day and stuff, uh, Hmong people we, um, and especially in Minnesota, it's the biggest like one of the biggest like Hmong gatherings in the United States, and because of that like, um, it's a culmination of like our uh, celebrating our like independence in here in Min- in or at least in the United States, but also at the same time like, it's it's also like, yeah, it's also tournaments too, uh, and it's to celebrate like a bunch of like, you know, just like a bunch of sports uh and like just an all-around get together for like Hmong folk to like you know have a community and, cu- and culminate um yeah i don't know what what else is there i mean what's your experience with like Hmong, Hmong new year Hmong new year was a j4 mm. sorry j4 sorry oh, j4 is great a lot of food a lot a lot of food it's like uh it's like my own mini um i like it's like a you just had experience. It's located in Minnesota. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't gone, you should go to Hmong New Year. Or not Hmong New Year, sorry. July 4th, sorry. <laughs> it's, two, it's just two different things, but yes. it's both Hmong. Both Hmong yes. related. But uh, J4 is really amazing. Like, I, I everyone should try it out. Just because I remember. The food there is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic, dude. Like, yeah. And then also, uh, I, I forgot to mention that, like, it's so prominent that, like, Hmong people or Hmong gangs are fighting at these, like, events. Uh, these like J fourth like celebrations that like people online have actually gotten these clips of like these these people fighting these Hmong gangsters fighting stuff like that or these Hmong people who have disputes, um and like they've actually like uh, added visuals where they add like lightsabers and people are fighting and like it's it's oh, so like fucking funny it's like, 
No, I, I've seen. I haven't seen monkey, but I seen like you know all type of fights. You know, yeah, just, yeah, just memes. You know, edits. Yeah, and some of them are actually pretty genius, and I, I like. It's so funny. It's, you got to see it. it. It's it's hard to like visualize, but once you see it, it's like so freaking funny. Um, I mean, some of these edits are funny too. Um, I don't know. Have you seen those two? Um, I don't know, it's been going on, on social media for a while. The two people that's fighting with swords and it's on flame and have like the theme song of Demon Slayer. No, I know I've never seen that. We'll before. we'll put up a video of it. Yeah, but it, it got me thinking, like, how good or how far we came from. Um, if people, if you guys haven't known, but uh, the One Piece live action just came out. Yeah, like, and how like we weeb culture, if not like anime culture, has like become so prominent and so pop culture now. Um, yeah, talk about the live action. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I thought live actions were supposed to be amazing. Was I boy? Was I wrong? <laughs> like the first live action anime I've seen was the Dragon Ball Evolution, which was just a shit show. Mm-hmm. And then the next one I saw was, um, I believe, it was Death Note. Yeah, yeah, Death Note um, came out with their own live action adaptation. Uh, however, did you know, like Japan had already came out with theirs? Yes, and so much more better. Yes, the CGI, like it, it's not the best, but it's ser- like it, it's more story base and it doesn't have an own spinoff or like some yeah. random ass character mm-hmm. so yeah and so if you if you do watch live action adaptations uh um japan's death note adaptation their live action is a lot better than netflix's uh netflix tried to do this americanized like version of death note and it just did not work out it, and also like it's it's weird the movie is weird all in itself it's it's kind of acts like a like a romance. Rom-com. It doesn't do justice for the characters. It does not. It, light Yagami is such a joke. He's, oh, oh no, it's Light Parker now, right? I think. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has like American last name, but his first name's still Light. It's like so weird. I, I'm so mad at this live action that it basically affected my life, especially with this kid, because <laughs> in anime, you guys don't know, uh, Light, the character, he came up with the name Kira. Yeah, yeah. And in the Netflix adaptation, I guess uh what was it again? Um Um well, it's it's uh it's very interesting, but however, we'll have to go come back to this after we come after breaks. So, thanks for coming through. And welcome back, folks. Uh so what what Alan was talking about, right? Is that like basically um he's trying to like in this series uh like one of the main characters comes up with their a- alias for um for what they're going to call themselves as the new god of the new world, right? And they call themselves Kira, which is, you know, killer in Japanese, right? And me, Alan, disputed about this because um, Alan said, like, hey, no, I think it was it, it was Light who did it, right? But I was, I, oh, no, he, he, you said, no, it was the girl who did it, right? The girl, you said the girl came up with the name for, for Kira. In the anime, that that is correct, I think, right? No, no, it was, we were talking about, like, the fact that um, the anime, um, Light came up with the name himself, but in the Netflix adaptation, Light is such like a little bitch okay. that I believe and his girlfriend was she was so more like the alpha male in the yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I thought it was she, I thought she was the one who came up with the name. Mm-hmm. And so he he suffered a little bit of the Mandela effect, <laughs> and I, I told him like no, like he she doesn't come up with a name. He comes up with the name himself because he's an idiot and he thinks that he'll throw off the cops if he just calls himself Kira because Kira is killer in Japanese, and he thinks the the cops will think he's Japanese because he called himself Kira, and it's like 
That Dude, logic doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But I like I told Alan this, and Alan said, "No, I don't like. I don't think that's true. Like you're lying to me." And then we we, we made a we made an infamous bet. Uh, we in our in our friend group we early in our friend group we we made bets and like um, one of our bets was that we would um, they're called slap bets. And I don't know if you're familiar with them, but basically it's it's a bet to slap one another. If, if one wins over the other, they get to slap the other person. So we made a, an, a big slap bet, and the, the slap bet was basically, did Light create the name or did he not in the Netflix adaptation? I was unfortunately right. Unfortunately? Unfortunately. I didn't want to do this. I mean, <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. Okay. But like... <laughs> Uh, basically I, I won the bet and like, it wasn't until like much later until Thanksgiving of that, of that year or next year. Nah, man, it was like Halloween. No, it was, it was Thanksgiving. Was Thanksgiving? I, yeah. I didn't remember Thanksgiving cause we, oh, we made a, it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I remember cause we made food that night and then I slapped you. Uh, and then there's like a video we have of me slapping Alan. Uh, he's sitting on a chair, but like when I slapped Alan, he, Moved his face in in a way where like okay, who, sl- who wouldn't flinch of no one getting yes hit. exactly but I mean I'm telling you right now like if you just didn't move like I wouldn't have slapped your well, I slapped his ear a little yeah. bit so I slapped his face but I slapped his ear too and like um well, it, it was because he flinched and it like was it was red. red and he was like damn like Alan like you should have seen the video Alan was like sucking it in like oh <laughs> you know what are friends for right. I know that we there have been other slaps with other people in our friend group. Have there? I mean, you, you do have one slap. I do have one slap, and, and and speaking of that, um, that person I have to still um, quote unquote slap is uh, our good friend Philip. <laughs> and, Me, um, oh. we we have been reading your comments, and don't worry, we we are trying to find a schedule have, that works both ways for Philip to come into this podcast and talk. Mm-hmm. So we we're, we're still trying to reach out to Phil and you know talk to him about whether or not he wants to come on the pod and speak for himself. Um, we love the guy. We wish the best for him, and so hopefully he does come on. Uh, but regardless of that, I still have a slap on him. And just, just imagine him coming to the podcast. And you just slap him. <laughs> I know. Just imagine. But uh, what do you call it? Um. So uh, the reason why I have a slap bet on him is because like I told him like. Well, we made a bet that basically a slap bet specifically, and that basically when he went to California because he was going to a rave in California. Oh, yes, that was okay, it. And that, was that it, one, okay. Which one was it? It was. I'll say it so it won't be biased. Okay. The the bet was Philip was supposed to get a girl's number and take a picture of her at this festival, which was last March at Beyond Wonderland, and not to be confusing, this is the one that happened in California, not the one that happened in Seattle. Seattle was at um, June. So it's what happened in March. Uh, I believe it was the 25th, 26th. I remember because it was it was the weekend of my birthday, <laughs> which I couldn't go, fortunately, due to financial problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the bet was he was supposed to get a girl's number, take a picture, and send it in a group chat yeah. to all to all of us so everyone could be there to acknowledge and accept. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, he, he still had a good time. He, he showed me pictures immediately. He had an amazing time, and mm-hmm. I am jealous for that. Yes. That he got to go to Beyond Wonderland yeah. before I did. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have to talk to him about this time, too, because it was it was a very interesting story. Um, but if I'll, it does I'll, come in, he's definitely going to talk about it. Yes. That's, that's literally an amazing experience. He to has talk to. About. He has to. He's such an interesting guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have a bet with him that I won. 
Um, Unfortunately. I don't feel too happy about it, but <laughs> it's there, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But regardless, we'll get him on here sooner or later. Um, with that, we'll be closing out the show right now, but before that, um, we just want to say a few things. You want... I mean, what would you guys like us to call you? Uh, the biters or yeah we're thinking about like what do we want to call our fans and so we're thinking of like maybe the biters or the bitters um just because we're the bit cast um however if you think you have something more important or more Please tell cool, us. yeah let us know let us know your thoughts also let us know your thoughts about what you want us to talk about um i don't i think we've been talking about a lot about what we want but you know we, we really want to cater towards like more of what you guys would like to hear and what our opinions are and we all read your comments like Every comment matters. Like, I actually read all of them. Yeah. Let alone, if you also want to come on to the pod, let us know, too. Uh, message the, the Facebook group chat or the Facebook um, page. Or if page. you know or if you know one of us, speed up. <laughs> we do have a page, if you didn't know. <laughs> I follow us know. on Facebook and follow us on YouTube, if you haven't already. Uh, subscribe, like, follow. Um, it'll help out. Share the podcast, too, your friends and family. We we love to talk about anything. We're just we're just a bunch of idiots talking, to be honest. And um, do you have anything else to add? Um, no. Just have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. Have a great day. You're lovely. You're worthy. You. Blur. Blur. Peace, love, respect. Peace, love, respect. Bye, y'all. Uh-huh.